You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli, and with me today we have our uh, our guest host, uh, Cassandra Fredrickson. Hello. Hello. Hello, nerds. How are you? <laughs> um, so uh, today we're talking about a, uh, a fifth Doctor story. You're my we first uh, Classic Who guest host, so uh, <gasps> why don't you tell the listeners uh, what your background with everything is? Okay. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for inviting me as a guest host. I'm oh, super you're excited. Welcome. I have wanted to be on the show for a long time. Shh, don't tell anybody. Crap, <laughs> we're recording. Um, but I have uh, watched pretty much all of Classic Who. I need to get my hands on like the two new ones that they, or not new, but the new ones that they found mm. um enemy of the world and, is so good oh my god uh i've listened to it like i've pretty much listened to all of the ones that don't exist but i like except daleks dalek and or daleks master plan and some of some of the older ones but um mm. anyway so for all intents and purposes i've watched all of classic who um and i helped matt run his classical gallifrey blog and I actually covered Terminus, like the story that we're going to be talking about on the blog. Oh. So this is the third time I've seen this story. I'm so actually. sorry. <laughs> I know. I was I was texting my friend earlier, and she just watched this because she's watching through all of Classic Who in order, mm-hmm. which I don't know how she did that because Seven That's... Years with Baker. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, three of those are really good. Yeah, no, and she, like, binged those, and then it was just like, why am I doing this? I'm not <laughs> drunk enough for this. So I was like, yeah, so I'm watching Terminus again. This is terrible. It's, like, one in the afternoon, and I feel like I need a bottle of vodka or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a alcoholic, I promise. Um, but, yeah, no, and so I've, I love Classic Who. Like, I haven't watched a lot of Doctor Who lately. It feels like I haven't watched any at all in a really long time. And even though the story is not that great, spoilers, it's not that great. Um, (laughs) It was really good, like, getting back into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to brag, but I'm actually, like, I guess I'm, like, a published author. Oh, right. When it comes to Classic Who. Like, but that was for uh, First Doctor Story. But, yeah, no, I was in um, this collection of essays uh from like 160 different authors all about classic who and it's called outside in it's edited by robert smith uh by atb publishing i think so if you guys want to go ahead and check that out like matt's in there too it's pretty rad Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i guess i am more qualified than most to (laughs) talk about this or something (laughs) yeah no you really are um you know your stuff so that's good. And, you know, uh, apologies in advance for this being your first one on. But look at the bright side. At least you've got enlightenment to look forward to. I know. Like I was finished. I finished Terminus. And really the only thing that I wanted to do then was just watch Enlightenment to wash it out of my mouth. Ugh. Like because Enlightenment is so good. Yeah. You're not I'm kidding. excited. All right. So um, today on the show. If you guys haven't heard, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about <laughs> the fifth Doctor story, Terminus, uh, which is the second part of the Black Guardian trilogy, uh, which is part of the season. And this the, the trilogy is a funny thing because I think that it's it's kind of a cheat because basically what you have is – you have John Nathan Turner, who's who is the the, the producer of uh, of the of the Davis and era, and really toward to to the end. Um, but he like you know he decided that this season 
of the show uh, was going to be a bunch of return, uh, return like who villains. And so each one was going to focus on a return, except that they cheat here because they're just like, we're going to bring the Black Guardian back, uh, but we're going to do it for three stories instead of just one, (laughs) which I'm just like, okay, that's cheating. Come on. Um, So I I, I feel like because the Black Guardian, well, because he shows up like for five minutes when he did show up, like, because mm-hmm. it's, because it's, uh, they do, like, the key to time stuff, and that's kind of technically cheating, because that's a whole season. Right. So, I guess it's, like, in the spirit of the Guardians, like, we're just going to cut it in half and do three stories instead of, like, six. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, I'd be really interested to see what a Black Guardian story would be if it was just one story. Yeah. I don't even know, I don't even know what that would be. Um... But, uh, yeah, so this is also, of course, this is the trilogy that, that introduced Turlo. Turlo came into the last uh, story that we, we covered uh, something like six months ago at this point, I think. Wow. Um, Modern Undead. Uh, and, and now this is, this is part two. And uh, this was written by Stephen Gallagher, who also wrote Warrior's Gate, which I have not seen yet. Um, but oh, apparently. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, that one's really good, which awesome. is why this is so disappointing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the thing. That's why he was hired uh, to do this one, because John Nathan Turner loved Warrior's Gate, and he was like, yeah, we're going to commission another story from you. And then Stephen Gallagher didn't hear from him for a year and was like, yeah, so about that thing you were going to do? And he's like, oh, right, 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 yeah, so everything's crazy over here. Uh, go ahead and write it. Um, we'll get – we'll get uh, – We'll get uh, Eric Sayward in there, and he'll help you out, and and we'll get this done. Um, which I I I honestly like. From what I hear from people who who really like Warriors Gate, I I almost want to blame this one on <laughs> Eric Sayward because this feels very Saywardy. Yeah, me. I was I was just about to ask like what your thoughts on Eric Sayward are because like he he's a guy who really likes violence. He really does. I don't know. Which is funny because if you look at the one story that he gets like script credit for, Mm -hmm. um, it's not that violent. It's actually kind of fun. Right. Which is just so weird. It's like, well, now that I'm getting credit for it, I don't want to be violent. Uh, it's very strange. Um, you got to keep them on their toes. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then, of course, this is Nissa's final story, um, which they decided to make sort of a swan song, which doesn't tend to be the case with uh, classic Who uh, companions, like, leaving their stories. Um, right. those, they don't tend to be swan songs. They tend to just be like, oh, by the way, uh, they're not We're coming leaving. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or it's just like it's just like a, a message that's passed to the doctor. Like, the doctor's just like, oh, they're not coming back. <laughs> like, oh, well. <laughs> like, Dodo. Dodo is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> Dodo. Yeah, no, she's just going to stay. Oh, okay, whatever. All right. Cool. It would be awesome. I, I just want to add like a scene to the end of that story where like the TARDIS goes away and Dodo is like running toward it. It's like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just cut back in and Ben and Polly are just like, ugh, she was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they just ditch her. Um, yeah, so you got that. And then I'd say like the big thing. Other than the fact that this is Nissa's last story and that um, both uh, Sarah Sutton and uh, Peter Davison disagreed with this being her final story and they didn't think that she should be leaving. Davison felt that Nissa was the only true Fifth Doctor companion. Right. um, And that everybody else kind of (laughs) sucked. Which uh, is true. I mean, like – Eh, we'll get into it later. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and then, and then Sarah Sutton was really unhappy, not just because she was leaving, but also because they did weird things with her character, where she would just like remove it, her skirt yeah. for no reason. Um, and she still doesn't understand why that happened. And then, uh, but then the biggest thing, um, other like biggest behind the scenes thing, which I think is really interesting, is that this is the only story to be directed by Mary Ridge, and uh, the reason is because. 
Oh, this was a crazy shoot. Um, this this story. Uh, so Mary Ridge gets hired to direct this. It's her first Doctor Who story. She's really excited, and the normal six day production time that they had to shoot a four part story that is uh, that has no exterior shots is cut from six days down to four and a half. Five. five. I think it's five. Yeah. Five. Well, and then it gets cut down even further once right. once the two hour delay happens on the first day, um, where pow- there's a power failure which causes a two hour delay, and then there's all kinds of other delays like the armor of these people called the veneer, where the d- designer thought that they were just decorative, not uh, they weren't ju- they weren't like actually being used for for battle or anything. Right. Um, which is incorrect. And then it was also, they were also really noisy, which meant that every time uh, an actor in this armor moved around the set, basically you couldn't hear anything else that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you notice, like while you're watching this, the veneer don't speak when they're moving, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, that is fun- I don't know. Like, cause I, I read the, like the Shannon Sullivan article that uh-huh. I'm presuming that you're pulling this stuff from mm-hmm. and like afterward. And I was like, that's an interesting point. Like watching it, I didn't realize that nobody talked while they were moving around, like yeah. clanking around. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Carrie and Oliver, uh, their costumes were originally light blue, which was another like miscommunication thing with the costume designer because light blue is the color of the key color, which meant that anytime that they were standing near a special effect, uh, they're there, they would be invisible. Like, <laughs> like if they were, you know, weather people and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, right. So so they had to change their costume to white, which was like really expensive, and uh, like there's a helmets thing, and then and then the TARDIS console was malfunctioning, so like they couldn't shoot on the TARDIS, so she had to shoot on all of these sets that were like mislit or or not completely lit or unlit entirely, <laughs> and uh, and it's just oh it's a mess. That was a mess. All there, there was like there was like several of those robot drone things, but only one of them worked, so they could only use the one, which is why there's that just that one lonely <laughs> robot droid. I know he's just like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> like I like that he just shows up unannounced, and then nobody comments on it, and they're like, yeah, drones, and you like don't see them, and then he mm. like clips his pincers. He like grabs Nissa at one point, and that's it. <laughs> Like she's like, oh, little robot. Yeah, so sad. (laughs) Uh, And then the uh, and then like just just like to add insult to injury. I mean, like one of the extras accidentally pulls Tegan's top off at one point, like in a take. What? Yeah, like he just accidentally just yanked it off. Like, (laughs) 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 yeah, like it's bad. It's bad, and you know, it's it's just like crazy stuff. And then, um. JNT like promised an extra hour to be put at the end of the schedule. And then the last minute was like, actually, no, we're just going to push that and make it a reshoot, which was really unfortunate for Sarah Sutton because she was saying goodbye to everybody. And then she had to come back and do reshoots two stories later during the King's demon. Um, and it's just like, like if you're leaving the show, like you kind of just want to go, you know, yeah. and like it's just it's like oh, I'm gonna go through this emotional roller coaster, and now I'm gonna go through it again because of reshoots. Oh, that's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so lots of stuff. This was uh this was a story that uh, whew, it had some problems. <laughs> it had some problems, and it it's not even like it equaled a good story, which is the most depressing part. I know. Uh, Really, really depressing. Um, like, okay, so it would be okay. I don't know. It would be okay if it was actually like really good, but it just kind of suffered from all the production design and like all the right. failures and stuff. But it's not even that great. It's just like, eh, happens. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, lepers. Um, yeah. All know, right. Space so. Lepers. Space lepers. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, we're sponsored by uh, DCBS. Uh, DCBService.com is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles. A discount your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance and get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly or weekly with flat rate shipping for only $6.95 every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. 
DCBService.com. You're also going to want to stay uh, stay tuned to DCBService.com because they are going to be um, dealing with uh, Titan Books, who were they they used to just be a UK only publisher, uh, but they've they've picked up the Doctor Who license just recently, so now they're going to go worldwide. Um, oh, cool. So. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to find those Doctor Who licensed books in your normal comic book shop anymore. Um, huh. So you'll want to you'll want to check with DCBService.com for sure. Um, I believe that those start up in either May or June, and there's a tenth Doctor ongoing and an eleventh Doctor ongoing, um, and uh, and and they've got pretty pretty uh, pretty solid creative teams on both of them. Um, Tony Lee isn't one of them. So that's a, Oh, that's wow. A really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Apparently he's just an IDW guy. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, also in stocktrades.com is the site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every week. Uh, and remember all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com, and make sure that you're, you search for Dr. Who on InStock trades because, uh, actually this, uh, the, you guys have been doing uh, InStock and, and DCBS really well, um, and they're wanting to bring in more Doctor Who stuff because of you guys. Uh, we're the we're the only uh, Doctor Who podcast that they sponsor. Oh, um, sweet! Yeah, and uh, and sales on Doctor Who stuff is like going through the roof over there. So oh, good uh, job, good yeah. job, guys. Yeah, so Way get to go, over team. there. Yeah, get over there and buy more <laughs> stuff. Um, they they've started ordering stuff from BBC directly uh, as uh, like they're getting the the actual like prose novels as well. Oh, um, cool! They just put out that set where like each story is a different uh, villain. Um, different bad guys. So there's like a Dalek book and a Silurian book and a Centaurian books, etc., etc. Um, so uh, so go check those out and and everything else they've got going on over there. There's tons of Doctor Who stuff now. It's crazy. Um, so uh, InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com and uh, thanks to them for sponsoring us. All right, so um, all right, Terminus. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so. Let me let me just let me just break down exactly what happens in this, like just All in the right. Vegas good, sense. Good luck in the Vegas sense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so uh, okay, so the, so everybody's on the TARDIS, and uh, and and Turtle's moving in, and uh, <laughs> and so everybody's sort of like in their rooms, and Turtle is getting Adric's room for some reason because. <laughs> The TARDIS can't just like you know make a new room for him. I mean, it's endless, right? I don't. Right. I don't know why they have to give him Adric's room. Like, just keep it as is. And and he's he's just he's such a jerk about it. He's just like, what is this kid stuff? Ugh. <laughs> well, like I don't know. I I it'd be fine if Tegan was like, hey man, this room belonged to my friend, but she just like sighs and she's like, doesn't matter. And I'm like, wow, really? He died. <laughs> He died, Tegan. You yeah. watched him die. Well, like, he took all know. the dinosaurs with him, so. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> um, couldn't save him. He didn't die quietly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so Turtle is moving in, and then we go and we, we go to Nyssa, who's in her room, and then uh, all of a sudden a, uh, a Mexican Day of the Dead uh, skull, like, shows up. <laughs> on her wall and a door opens to a, like a portal. Um, and, and there is no Nissa, only Zool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, this, this is just like, uh, there's a door opening and the doctor's like, well go through it. Cause otherwise it'll kill you. <laughs> Which is just like, I don't, I'm not seeing the logic there, but okay. Yeah. So, so she goes through the portal and then she's in this other spaceship and then eventually, like, the doctor and, and everybody else follows her through. The doctor, like, throws, like, a chair or a birdcage or something to stop the door, which is hilarious. He's a, he's a good shot. He's a good shot. He really is. That's a really lucky shot. Yeah. So uh, so they're on this ship, and uh, the ship is being boarded by another ship. Uh, the the other ship are the, uh, the, the veneers, the ones that are in the, uh, in the, in the noisy armor. Um, and the, and the mustache helmets, um, <laughs> which is just amazing. Like, 
I'm just like, man, that is, that's somebody, this, this is the 80s, like, like mustaches were kind of passe at this point because right. they were big in the 70s. That's somebody just not wanting to let the mustache thing go. Like, well, even like the wolf thing has a mustache. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, it's just like. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I still <laughs> say it's a rat. That's not a wolf. I don't. It looks like a Scottish terrier, like a bloated Scottish terrier <laughs> on two legs. Like that's what it looks like to me. It looks like. Have you ever seen that the the picture of like the ugliest dog ever? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, maybe maybe that's why he got sent to take care of all the lepers. Like he's just like nobody wants you around. You're ugly. He's okay, like, I'll just. He's Go like a, help people. <laughs> he's like a giant size version of the ugliest dog ever, <laughs> and, and mixed with uh, mixed with uh, uh, Andre the Giant from Princess Bride. Like, oh my god! I just kept wanting him to be like, anybody want a peanut? I love that you can't even understand what he's saying. He has like two lines, and you you don't. Un- I don't know what he says. I don't know, but I, he's got striped pants, which is great. I, yeah, no, I've seen the story three times. I still have no idea what his first line is. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so before we get to the rat dog wolf thing, um, uh, Andre, Andre the rat dog wolf thing, um, uh, uh, so, so they're being boarded by this thing. They, they, this other ship is, is, uh, is uh, basically like in control of these, by these two people carrying all, all, Oliver, Oliver. Um, who look like uh, they look like uh, 80s, uh, like 80s hair band rejects. Um, I like the woman looks like Helena Bonham Carter and like mm-hmm. the other guy looks like David Bowie with like a terrible like haircut. Yeah. Like, a mullet ponytail. Like, oh, it's like a rat nest. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah. And then oh. they they both got those, those great headbands. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, man. They come on like. With these giant helmets, and it's like the bubblehead charm from like Harry Potter. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, those nice collars that, and then like super low cut shirts. What I want is like where, like, because they get ditched by their the other ship. Like, mm-hmm. I want, I want a story with that raiding ship, just like trolling the universe, looking for loot. Yeah, like. That's what the space pirates should have been. Well, have you seen the space pirates yet? No, I have not. Because it's terrible. It's yeah, so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so, <laughs> my favorite part of this is just like when when they they find the doctor and crew, um, um, carrying all all Vir, uh, and they're just like, hey, you have a ship. We need to be on your ship because we can't be on this. We we can't get on this veneer ship because they're gonna put us with the lepers, the space lepers. And and he's just like and so they they're just like we're gonna we're gonna commandeer your ship and they're just like aiming guns at him. He's like, no. And they're like, okay, fine. But well, can can you give us a ride? And he's just like, you should have asked nicely the first time. Like, I yeah. <laughs> it's just like I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Like, I, I just thought that was so funny where they're just like, if you're willing to share it with them, then why are you going to leave them behind? <laughs> oh, so mean. So mean. No one wearing raiders. those outfits they, should be that mean. They have a reputation to maintain, Scott. Like, they're they're space pirates, man. It's true. They're, they're raiders. They they got to act like tough guys. And then the, the other guy runs away screaming about how they're going to die. <laughs> like five minutes later. Oh. Not even five minutes later. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Uh, so then they show up and they're like, yeah, so there's this leper thing going around and, and we're working for this, these people called the company and we're just like picking off all of these lepers and we're, we're getting rid of them. Um, we're like burning the galaxy of leprosy, uh, space leprosy. That's what we're, that's what our job is. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, Nissa gets, uh, gets like radioactive sickness and they think that she has leprosy. And uh, and which one's – the guy is Alvir, right? Yes. Yeah, so she's walking around with Alvir and then he she gets sick and then immediately has bags under her eyes. And he's just like, whoa, <laughs> and just like backs off. And then – No, I, I'm pretty sure that she does get this weird disease, which is funny because – Oh, she like, does. Okay. Yeah, no, she gets breathed on and then like Tegan, meanwhile, gets like groped by like five of them and she's fine. Like yeah. I don't understand how this disease is contracted. Like, what what is the 
what is the uh, like incubation time for this crazy virus or something? Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Science. Well, Where, where's your science? This now? is. I, it made me laugh because uh, this episode was like. I don't know if I've. I just haven't noticed it before this, or if this is the first Fifth Doctor story to do it. But, but uh, Davison has his. <laughs> I'll explain later. Line. <laughs> <laughs> just made me laugh i was like you're never going to explain that because there's no good way of explaining it so yeah. you're just gonna let it go oh great awesome <laughs> um so uh so anyway so so nissa gets put with the lepers and she's just like wow this really sucks for you guys and then <laughs> she's taken away from the lepers because they're gonna get rid of her and she's like but i'm not even that sick and he's like yeah those are the first ones we get rid of <laughs> I was like, because logic? I don't know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so she gets, you know, she gets away and then, and then everything kind of coalesces, um, with the rat guy and, and, and the doctor gets the control of the rat guy. Cause apparently he works on remote control. <laughs> um, and then he uses him just to like be strong and like push the switch down. And uh, and then the day is saved, and then and and this is better, and then this is just like yeah. So uh, I think I can fix everybody, all these lepers and stuff. So I'm just gonna stay behind with the lepers, and I'm gonna fix them because I'm I'm real smart, and uh, they need me because all these people. Have you met these people? They're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they uh, they say their goodbyes, and then they leave, and then and uh, Turlo's just like, whew, glad that's over. And then the Black Guardian's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then kill it. the doctor. Yeah, kill the doctor. And we're left on yet another kill the doctor cliffhanger. Um, there's like because, there's like f- six of those in yeah, this trilogy. No, like, what is what is originality? I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, just just use that again. Yeah. Just film a different close up of his face. It'll be fine. Yeah. So that's basically <laughs> everything that happens um, for the most part in uh, broad strokes. But uh, yeah, um, it's not great. It's not great. You know no. who I don't want to see the doctor with? I don't want to see the doctor with with uh, with Carrie. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like mate, he has all these. He has three companions to choose from. Three. He's not with any of them. <laughs> yeah. No. That's one of my points too. Like I like. I do these like little live blog snippets as I'm watching just to like keep my memory fresh and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and. This happens a lot in Classic Who. Like, the Doctor just goes off with a wannabe companion while his actual companions are just somewhere else. Like, that's not... No. That's yeah. not what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see the Doctor trolling around the universe with his companions. They're his companions for a reason. Like, yeah. I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, as much as I love Tegan and Turlo and their sexual tension in the in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the air vents, um, you know, I... Eh. I don't want the doctor with like some some person that I don't I don't even want to look at, let alone be around. Yeah. Uh, she's so distracting with her stupid hair. <laughs> she really does like I don't know. She's like a Helena Bonham Carter lookalike. Yeah. Like that's what I see. Yeah. She's like space space Bonham Carter. Yeah. I know. <laughs> let's put the doctor with her, and let's put let's put Nissa with Alvir. In the final story with Nyssa, let's just not have Nyssa with the Doctor at all. Yeah. That's like, they don't idea. even interact until, well, because the Doctor, like, finds her, and they have interaction for, like, maybe five minutes, and then she gets, like, then they split ways. They, like, split up, and then she's, like, and then Olivier's, like, oh, man, you got Lazar's disease, and she's, like, what? And then she gets captured, and then yeah. that's it, and then they say goodbye. After she takes off her skirt. Which, I don't understand. I'm really glad that she doesn't understand it either, because I feel like I'm not left out. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is it was the only removable object of clothing she was wearing at the time, and she was leaving yeah. it as a clue for the but doctor like, to find, I guess? I don't know. Like, thinking about it in context, it's like, she feels sick, and maybe yeah. she's feverish. I don't know. Like, but do we... Do we really have to, like, start removing clothing? Like, I don't... <laughs> well, especially she's wearing a skirt. It's not like she's wearing pants. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what she's wearing underneath that either. Like, it's just like a nightdress. Yeah, it's like a slip thing. I don't know. I don't know. Because it, it made her skirt, like, do the curly thing. Like the... 
the wavy the thing, thing, the wavy thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know women's clothes, but it does the wavy thing. <laughs> you know, like a petticoat kind of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Yeah. So I, but I, it would have made more sense if she was like, <laughs> she was like being dragged away by the robot thing, and she then she took it off and was like, "I'll leave this as a clue." Or but, if it got snagged on something, and like, yeah. part of, like if part of her skirt got ripped, and there that was like a piece of it, that's fine. He's yeah. like, oh, there's blood and some skirt, because that makes sense. Then her leg can get cut open, mm-hmm. which I don't understand that thing where she's like, oh, I cut my thumb, and then she like shoves it in that guy's face, and he falls over. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the weirdest thing is, it is like knowing that this story is being directed by a woman. And produced by, like, a gay guy. It's yeah. not even a misogyny thing. So, like, it's really confusing at that point. Yeah, no, I don't understand. It's just like, I don't even know, I don't know where this is coming from at all. Apparently, I don't know, presumably it's in the script, maybe? I don't know. But even because... then, I feel like the, like, I feel like uh, uh, Mary uh, uh, Mary Ridge would have just been like, um, question mark? I don't know. Yeah. It's hmm. the 80s. Everything was questionable. I don't I, know. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but and then she's just like being slowly dragged away by the by the by the droid that seems to be running out of batteries because it's yeah. just like barely pulling her away and she's like, "No." <laughs> it's so funny. And he's just like looking having to hold his look away for way longer than he was probably expecting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's like it's like Sarah Jane rolling down that hill in Five Doctors. Like that's pretty much <laughs> what that is. Like that's the equivalent of that. Cuz she's uh. just like, "Oh no." And it's just like a tiny hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um uh yeah. So uh so so what else? What do you got? Um I don't know. I I was actually, like, reading through some of what I wrote about it, like, a year ago. Well, more than a year ago at this point. Um, And, like... uh, I don't know. Let's... We can talk about Turlo, I guess. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about... Turlo's cool. Let's talk about Um, Turlo being kind of the worst in this trilogy. I... Because, actually, like, one of my favorite... um, fifth doctor stories is planet of fire which is Turlo's oh, departure i love um, planet of fire oh my gosh i'm so excited to talk about that with you then eventually uh, it's the, so great oh uh, it's so good but um little itty bitty master yeah pocket size master it. don't spoil it <laughs> pocket size master yeah, pocket master it's like poly pocket but like master um <laughs> that was uh mad max right isn't that what those were called the, oh yeah, yeah. the little boy one. <laughs> yeah, the little boy Polly Pocket. Where I was like, I was like, guys, yeah, you're not fooling anyone. This is just Polly Pocket. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like with a lot of the companions, like not just Turlo, because Nissa too. Like, um, like John Nathan Turner's like, well, Nissa's run her course, but she doesn't really have any characterization. Mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. um and i love nissa like i love nissa so much she's my favorite fifth doctor companion mm-hmm. which makes me really sad because this is such a terrible story for her to just leave like she's like oh i care about people with s- science and medicine and i'm gonna be a doctor now <laughs> what no stop it just get back to the like, TARDIS. I, and she was like i can finally use everything that i learned on my home planet i was like i remember your home planet they thought that they they thought their god was a statue. Like I yeah. don't I don't know what there you're thinking. There was a literal garden of Eden on your planet. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Nissa. Like and everybody had those big shoulder pads. Come on, Nissa, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird how like I guess she's supposed to be like all grown up because like I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird because like she starts off like if you look at her costume. Um, like, she's wearing that little fairy tutu dress, which is super cute. I love it. And then she turns into that, like, catsuit thing with the shoulder pads. Right. Which is just, like, a removal of her skirt. 
right. question mark. <laughs> and then now she's just wearing this like skimpy thing. Like she's not wearing a bra. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, female liberation. I don't know. Um, something, something. Something in a costume. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. And like her costume is like, cause it comes from her home planet. I feel like that's part of her identity, and then just, just like, she just loses it. Like, because mm-hmm. like, when, when did she stop wearing that? Like, at the uh, beginning this of season. this season? Yeah, the beginning yeah. of this season. Um, well, like, I don't know, because it's like, funny story, like, they want, like, John Nathan Turner wanted her gone in Kinda. Like, mm-hmm. but Davison was like, no, she's the best companion. Don't leave me here with Tegan and Adric, please. Because, <laughs> uh... oh my god. I mean, Tegan, I think, has gotten better, um, and I like how, like, Tegan's bossing Turlo around, Yeah, which I is think, actually really funny. I think having Turlo around helped Tegan a lot as a yeah. character, because it gave someone for her to boss around, because, like, when she, tr- she wouldn't, she would never try to boss Nyssa around, and when she tried no. to boss Adric around, he, like, bit back, <laughs> which just made them both kind of annoying <laughs> at that yeah. point, because they would just bicker. Um, so, so like Turlo, because he can't really bite back because he's afraid that then they're going to know that he's evil. Um, it, I think it helps. I think it helps. Cause then she can kind of just sort of, uh, uh, what is, what is, what is, what is her name? Hilda from Hey Arnold, right? Hilda. Oh, um, Helga. Helga. She just kind of like Helga-ing Turlo. Yeah. <laughs> which is, well, it's good. I like, I don't know, because at least Turlo in these few stories has more character than, like, Nyssa ever did. Because they've reduced Nyssa to, like, tropes. Like, oh, she's good at science, and <laughs> she's kind of quiet and smart, and she's the brainy one. Yeah. And, like, she kind of gets pushed to the back because Tegan is so, like, brash. And um, But I really like the conversation that starts off the story with, like, Tegan and Turlo kind of, like sparring like verbally mm-hmm. and like Turlo's like well you know you're just typically like human like people from your planet you just yell when you get angry and then she yells at him which I think is hilarious <laughs> um mm. and I like that Turlo is like kind of sneaky and manipulative and underhanded like he talks about how like he basically like is trying to give her a lesson on how to manipulate people but she doesn't get it Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really funny because, like, that pretty much gives his whole thing away, almost. But mm-hmm. then he's like, "Oh!" And the Black Guardian slaps him, and he's like, "What are you doing? You gotta kill the doctor!" And he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to flirt." God. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this is he? Because I'll I'll be honest. The only stories, the only Fifth Doctor stories after this that I've seen are, uh, the Five Doctors. And Planet of Fire and Caves. So mm-hmm. I am least familiar with Turlo, especially okay. especially past Enlightenment. Um, does he get less like this? Like, is he less, like, mustache twirly? Um, yes and no. It depends on who's writing him. Okay. Because... Uh, I don't know. And I feel like that's a, another problem with this era, too, is that, like, the writers are all over the place. They're like, oh, well, just pick a thing and go with it. Well, they um, didn't have the best script editor, let's be right, honest. Right, right. Yeah, no, and that's his pro- Like, that's his responsibility to make sure that everything's uniform, but right. Eric Sayer just wants more blood all the time. Right. Um, which, there's not a lot of violence, except for the part where that guy tries to kill the doctor randomly. Like, yeah. what? He's just like, um, she, he like chokes out that lady and he's just like, well, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, that's completely unnecessary. What are you doing? And then, and then Carrie like has like amazing, <laughs> like geometric, like angles yeah. and stuff. And just, it's she like, just like calculates her aim with this laser gun. She must be like a pro pool player or something. I don't know. Ugh. Like maybe she does billiards in her spare time. Just like space oh. billiards. Yeah. It's like with lasers yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> Space laser billiards. <laughs> Everything's cooler if you just attach space in front of it. Mm-hmm. And lasers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like space leprosy, but... <laughs> Way cooler than regular leprosy. 
Oh, that's the other thing I love. When they put Nyssa in the leprosy camp, they make her wear rags. So Yeah. She's just like she's wearing that slip thing that's like super revealing. Um at points where you're just like, I thought this was a kid show. Um Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, and then they're just like, wear these rags because that's what lepers wear. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I love that this episode like came under fire from like the national like leprosy associate. Like, I don't know, like people who are just like, you're portraying leprosy terribly. Like this is <laughs> you, this is why we can't have nice things, Dr. Who and like all that stuff. And I'm just like, that's hilarious, Lep- but it's totally true. Lepers like, are humans too. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. The thing about this story is that there's a lot of interesting points, like how the guards are all addicted to this drug or whatever. And um, Is it a drug like or is it uh, like a thing where it's the radioactive sick, rate radioactive I think it's like or something? radiation. Yeah, radiation hell, sickness. Something Cause he, that Because that one guy live. takes it and he's just like... Oh, that's what life tastes like, or something yeah. like that. And you're like, what a weirdo! <laughs> it's like glow stick heroin. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's literally glow sticks, which is so funny. Um, but and then Nissa was like, "Well, that's the only." And I love how Nissa is like stuck in the leper camp, but then she suddenly knows all the politics about the company when she's healed. <laughs> well, she's you like, know, I was, I was, uh, like introduced to some radiation and now i know everything and i can help you guys i'm like okay what what's she was (laughs) she was exposed to exposition radiation yeah (laughs) it's the best kind of radiation it gets the stuff done yeah um yeah no i learned more about what's supposed to be going on from nissa in the last part of the story than the rest of the story put together so i don't really no kidding it's just it's really sloppy it is which makes me really sad because Warriors Gate is maybe I have to rewatch it. Now I'm really sad because I don't want to like rewatch Warriors Gate and be like, "Oh, this is terrible." Um, <laughs> but cuz Warriors Gate is also a companion departure. It's Ramona 2's last story and it's Adric's first, right? Uh no, Adric joins in um Full Circle. So it's like Full Circle, State of Decay and then Warriors Gate. So it's like a trilogy oh, like okay. this. Um but Romana leaves at the end, um, which is nice. Uh, but I feel, uh, I don't know. And it's a good, like, you get a sense of, like, because I don't want to spoil it for you, but you get a sense of, like, the problem and, like, these people that are being oppressed because inevitably people are being oppressed because it's Doctor Who. Um and Romana gets, like, caught up in it, and she's just like, well, I'm going to help these people because I can. And, like, you you have a sense of, like, this is organic and this comes from somewhere, instead of Nyssa just being like, oh, well, I know science, so I'm going to help these people who are really rude and awful to me for no reason. Um, also, I don't know what the wolf thing does. I don't either. I just know that he's on a remote control. I and he's like a giant, f- like he's like a giant fuzzy genie. Like he's like free me <laughs> from the box, and I'm like, is that supposed to be a lamp? Like is that an allegory? <laughs> he, throws, uh, he throws, he throws the little remote control thing down. The doctor does after he's like free me, and he like throws that down, and then he just stares at it for a long time. <laughs> And then he just and then he just sort of like looks up toward the camera and I'm watching this with Bethany and Bethany's just like Is he smiling? Is that supposed to be a smile? <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I the costume thing is so bad. Like I don't understand what he's saying half the time. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's there other than to be a big strong man wolf thing. And I don't know. Maybe he's like resistant to radiation. Oh, maybe. Or something. Also, another thing that I just remembered mm-hmm. that bothers me about this story is that it's supposed to be like a Big Bang allegory, like a Big Bang origin story. Like, I don't understand how it works. Apparently, Terminus, the spaceship, because there's Terminus, the company, and Terminus, the spaceship, 
make up new names. Um, <laughs> but it has time travel capabilities randomly, and the doctor's like, oh yeah, totally time travels. And so I guess, like, the engine, like, the first engine exploded, or, like, the computer jettisoned, like, unstable fuel. And, you know what, if you have time table, like, time travel capabilities, get some better fuel. Like, don't, don't be using plutonium or uranium or anything like that. That's, 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 like, that's, like, Stone Age stuff compared to, like, space travel. No Don't joke. use that stuff. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing, Terminus? I don't know. Um, but, like, so the, the pilot jettisons the fuel at the beginning of, like, he goes back in time, like, eons and eons and eons, I guess. And then he, like, jumps forward in time just at the nick of time. So, like, the fuel explosion creates the universe. Because Terminus, and they keep harking on that, on this throughout the episode, or the story, um, Terminus is in the center of the universe, like, the exact center. And everyone's like, oh, isn't that strange? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> um, go with it. And so it's a big, like, it's the Big Bang. And they explain it, and super neat, I guess. Isn't this and like, then, I feel like this is like the sixth time Doctor Who has explained the Big Bang. I, I don't know, because like, um, in City of Death, they kind of do the whole like, oh, well, aliens came to the planet, and the radiation from that hit some primordial ooze, and that's where the Earth came from. Which is fine, because... City of Death is amazing, so I can forgive that. Like, I don't really like quote-unquote origin stories for, like, the universe or humanity, because and, that's unless not... it's Unless it's Adra killing the dinosaurs. I'm all for that. Right. Because that's hilarious. I just like, want them to reference that so bad on New Who. Like, it's just somebody <laughs> just talking about, like, an asteroid killing the dinosaurs, and he's like, actually, it was my friend Adric. <laughs> Like, they go into a museum, and they're like, wow, look at all the dinosaurs. He's like, yeah, Adric did that. (laughs) (laughs) Then just walk off, like, what? (laughs) Or just like, oh, look at all these dinosaurs. Like, I can't can't look at dinosaurs. It reminds me of Adric. (laughs) And then just, like, walk (laughs) off. And then he, like, (laughs) there's a shot of the doctor walking away. He's got his hand in his pocket. He pulls his hand out of its pocket, and it's like a little gold star. And he just, like, looks at it, and he's like, oh. And then, like, sad gold star. (laughs) Uh, I've never understood the gold star thing. I don't, it's a a badge for mathematical excellence. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's why he's just like, I'll okay. never know. Because so he's, he's supposed to do the, f- the formula or whatever. And- so he's not the rootinest, tootinest uh, cowboy in the whole wild No, West. because that would be cool. <laughs> um, uh, God, there's just so many bad companions this era. It makes me so upset. And, they're, and the funny thing is, is that like they're all kind of cool in theory. It's just an execution that they're bad. Yeah, like Adric... It was supposed to be, like, the artful dodger, but in space, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just supposed to be this, like, upstart kid who's, like, an orphan and does what he wants and steals crap, and the doctor's like, now, now, son, don't do that. And, like, I think that, because have you seen any of the, I think there's five stories with Adric and Tom Baker? I've only seen uh, uh, Baker's last two. Okay. Um, I think that the dynamic with Adric and the Doctor works better with Tom Baker's Doctor because Adric doesn't have a father figure. Mm. He has an older brother, and his older brother treats him like crap. So, like, in the Doctor, like, Tom Baker's Doctor, he finds a father figure, and then he turns into Davison, and then Davison basically becomes another older brother and that's why I feel like their dynamic doesn't work as well because Adric's like constantly challenging him Mm -hmm. and um I don't know and like the same kind of with Turlo I don't understand why they can't just have like male companions that don't try and constantly challenge the doctor all the time I don't know I mean I I guess but I guess that's the reason why like Turlo's the last one for a while um, yeah. I mean, it's why I've always said, like, I, I, 
I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, but man, I would have loved a season with Craig as a companion. Oh, I love Craig. He's so great. Like he's people so don't great. like him. No, well, from what I understand, Brit- British people don't like him because he's like their Jack Black or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they don't like the actor. Yeah, they don't not like the, the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like for us, like we don't notice anything. Like the same thing with Billy Piper, where we're like, we don't, re- right, we didn't know right. anything, know any better. And then you hear from British people, and they're like, Yeah, no, she was like, that's like Britney Spears becoming a companion. You're yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah. From what I understand, like British people aren't aren't crazy about him. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. That's too bad. I think he's really funny. Yeah, I know. At least on Doctor Who, he is certainly. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I, I, I like, wish I wish we could get like a just a I just want a bestie season with just like the Doctor and a and a, and a dude just being besties. I pretty I want like second Doctor Jamie. Like that's yeah. what I want. And because Jamie like. Jamie would be dumb sometimes, but then the doctor would be like, Jamie, what are you doing? You're being dumb. And Jamie would be like, oh, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> and then they go on and they have magical adventures. It's yeah. like, it's like Patrick Troughton is his like crazy uncle and he's just like, oh, doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that. I really want that. Isn't there a rumor that there's going to be a male companion? It's not a rumor. He's, it's happening. But oh, but it's it? but it's like a, another teacher at the school that Clara works at, so it's like uh, it's Clara oh. related. So it's really just another Rory, from what I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, Clara teaches at a school. This is how like bad like. Oh yeah, she's like a I teacher am. at the school. Uh, at the at the school from uh, an unearthly child. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so they're trying to do like the Ian and Barbara thing, which will never happen again because Ian and Barbara are amazing. Right. And notice <laughs> we have like an older doctor, like the first, like the oldest oh. doctor since Hartnell. Yeah. So I think they're trying to just like I think I think uh, Moffat is just like when in doubt, start over. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess the d- doctor is due for a grand grandchild soon, right? Oh, gosh, I'm so upset now. <laughs> oh, like Jenny comes back and she's like, hey, I have a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Like what? Yeah. Take care of this. I've got adventuring to do. Yeah. No, I'm too busy, like running around. <laughs> but oh, anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> that's Terminus, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't really remember because Terminus, eh, Terminus. It's very forgettable. Like the if, if this wasn't Nissa's last story, it would be completely forgettable. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's just so disappointing. I think too a bit. One of the big things is like there's not really a bad guy in this. Like everybody's just sort of, I don't know. Like there's not yeah. like there's not like a focused bad guy. Um, cause even, cause, like, cause even the black guardian is only in like the first and fourth parts of this mm-hmm. for like a half a second. Cause like first you have like the Raiders and then they're like, eh, whatever. And then you have the, uh, guys in the skeleton armor and the veneer. But then they're just, yeah. And then they're just like, oh, well we're just addicted to this drug. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the giant wolf thing, but then the giant wolf thing, it turns out it heals people. Mm-hmm. He, he's, so, he's just a big cuddly thing. Yeah, he's just misunderstood. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that's the problem. It's just like there's everything is just a little too wishy washy. Yeah. Like the whole like the company thing is super esoteric. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's too esoteric for a Doctor Who villain because mm-hmm. like Doctor Who works best when there are tangible things. Right. Like shooting at you or i mean they already named the company terminus and the ship terminus there might as well have been a guy named terminus yeah that was like <laughs> like the head of the company or something <laughs> that just like showed up at the at the uh at the end of episode three or something now now all i can think about is the lego movie with like lord business yeah. but instead of lord business is like lord terminus <laughs> and then he just walks around he has like a wolf mask or something yeah and like, giant legs yeah <laughs> And he collects uh, uh, he collects giant things. 
That movie was so good. Oh, it was wonderful. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think this does suffer from not having a bad guy. Yeah, because um, there was really no does. one here for the doctor to outsmart, which is kind of no. It's just him trying to run around and keeping the engine from exploding yeah. to destroy the universe again. Yeah, which is I guess should be pressing and interesting, but it's really not. No, it's not at all. And like, I like how Turlo like is just like. Oh, well, I know a way out. And then he sets off the computer. So, like, if the universe had exploded, that would have been on Turlo. <laughs> well, like, good job, Turlo. And it was, it, and it's especially not pressing because the doctor isn't even the one to do it. He's just like, I know, we'll tell this rat thing to do it for us. Yeah. And, and then there's, like, a minute of, like, the, watching this dude and this wolf with the creepy hands trying to wrestle with this big... Yeah, red while, switch. While the doctor and 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 Kari like are just like try harder. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> he just tries harder. And like, <laughs> okay. Good work. Problem solved. Good job. <laughs> You're free now. I don't. I don't know. Ugh, this story is just such a mess. <laughs> it's funny because um, I was watching it, and my roommate was in the room, and he was like. I was going to put my headphones in because I didn't want to bother him. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Keep him out. I want to listen to this. Um, so he listened to the, th- the first part with me. And then when it was almost over, he asked me to pause it. And he was like, okay, I haven't really been paying that much attention to this. But I have no idea what is going on. And then I'm just like, yeah, pretty much. And he was like, what? So like, I had to like try and explain it to him. And he's like, wait, so there are like three people who we have no introduction to and we have no idea who they are and they're just introduced all in the same span of like 10 minutes with like five different spaceships and i'm like yeah pretty much and he's like wow that's bad (laughs) (laughs) welcome to classic who yeah i don't know i don't i actually don't know how much classic who he's seen but he has seen like most of the modern stuff Mm -hmm. so it, it was fun. Like I was talking, like trying to explain it to him. Like, yeah, there's three companions right now, and his first response was Jesus, because it is like a full TARDIS. Like, yeah. it's too full, I think. Oh yeah. Which is another, I like. Why couldn't Tegan just leave? I don't know. I don't like Tegan. Well, that's the Unpopular worst. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> the worst part is that. Oh no, I don't like Tegan either. But the worst part about Tegan is that she did leave, and then she came back. Right. And you're just like, no, stay away. <laughs> I don't care if you got a haircut. Go away. Let's just ditch her in Amsterdam. Like, oh, that was the it's, best. It's fine. That was the only good love, part of that whole story. <laughs> I think the best part of this, aside from like the hor- like the 30-second horror movie thing with Tegan getting attacked by all like the leper people, because um, that's really cool. Like, Why don't we just do space zombies? Mm. Like zombies in space. Um See, everything's cooler with space in front of it. But, uh, like, is the part where, like, the doctor meets up with Tegan again, and Nissa's just like, say you're happy to see her, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you didn't listen to what I said. Like, <laughs> that was really great, too. Oh. Uh, uh, I miss Nissa. But I just want to watch Enlightenment. Yeah. Because Enlightenment's so good. Yeah, it's true. Um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be our next fifth doctor story that we'll be covering is enlightenment part three of the black guardian trilogy. Um, although I'm going to, I'm going to ask you because I don't have anybody for it yet. uh, Do you want to, uh, do you want to sit on for, uh, the seeds of doom in a couple of weeks? (gasps) Seeds of doom. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that'll be, uh, that'll be in a couple of weeks. We'll bring you back. You'll do seeds of doom. Sweet. Who's um? What story are you doing next week? Next week, uh, we're, we're I'm, I'm doing um. Segway. I'm doing the Eighth Doctor <laughs> Adventures series one, which is uh, the Eighth Doctor Big Finish uh, series with Lucy Miller, the first Lucy Miller season, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Paul Montgomery from iFanboy.com and Fuzzy oh, Typewriter. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We're going to be covering all of those, uh, eighth doctors, uh, eight doctor adventure series because, uh, they're in continuity now. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to start covering a little of that of Eighth Doctor every once in a while. Um, we're going to start there with the Lucy Miller stuff because as much as I like Charlie Pollard, um, she's got a lot of stinkers uh, in her run. I've only listened to... Um, I listened to Charlie's first one, and I think I've listened to a few others with Charlie, but... Like, Matt basically just said, oh, listen to these because they're really good. Don't listen to these. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Charlie, I actually ended up liking Charlie more with The Sixth Doctor. She, like, did a run. That's what I've heard. Yeah, she did a run like, with The Sixth Doctor. she's really good with him. Yeah, she was really good with him. And then, uh, but Lucy Miller. Ooh, love Lucy Miller. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing next week. So that'll be uh, Series 1 of The Eighth Doctor Adventures. You can get that at BigFinish.com. Uh, it'll be, uh, let me look up what the episodes are actually, so I can just name them for you guys. Uh, series one includes blood of the Daleks part one and two horror of glam rock, immortal beloved Phobos, no more lies and human resources part one and two. Um, so that's series one and it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so that's what we're doing next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you're gonna want if you if you have any thoughts on Terminus or on uh, on on uh, anything else that you any other thoughts you might want to share if you if you have thoughts about Cassandra as a guest host, um, please be nice. <laughs> um, find the post of this episode on mindrobber.net and leave a comment, uh, or you can send us an email podcast at mindrobber.net. I am uh, continuing to look for guest hosts, so if you would like to be a guest host. Um, go ahead and send that to podcast at mydriver.net. And, uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to people who have never been on a podcast before, but I, I, if you, if you have been on a podcast before, um, that would be helpful just because I'd hate to bring someone on here and then them just be like really quiet the whole time. Cause that would be really awkward for everyone yeah <laughs> um so well, hope- like i remember the first couple like reviews like movie reviews that we would do and it would be like you matt nick and i and i would just be like yeah mm-hmm. yeah well those were mm-hmm. i i don't think that was your fault <laughs> i think that those were really unwieldy just because four people is a lot of people to have on a podcast yeah and not be in a room together you know that's true um uh, yeah, once you get past three, it's uh, it's very unwieldy because then you have to keep it's being kinda like, like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and then because you have to keep being like, now you talk, now you talk, you know, because right. otherwise somebody always gets left out. Um, but uh, yeah, so so there's that. Um, if you like Veronica Mars, then you're gonna want to check out the Mind Robbers Versus. Uh, which is uh, a podcast that we do, Veronica Mars, we did in season two of the Mind Robbers Versus. We covered every episode of Veronica Mars, uh, ending with the Veronica Mars movie. In season one, we covered the entirety of the DC Animated Universe, which is Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. And then just recently in our uh, Veronica Mars movie discussion, we actually announced what we're doing next in the Mind Robbers versus season three, uh, which is going to be the uh, the like the, the, the Joss Whedon quadfecta. So we're going to be doing uh, <gasps> Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly and Dollhouse. Shut up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be covering all of that. That starts up in May, I believe. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, and then if you're into other things, check out the Mind Robbers, the the flagship podcast of MindRobber.net, uh, where we do a movie pick every week. We do a main topic, which is, tends to be more often than not um, either uh, like a couple of pilots that we, that we uh, look at and review and talk about whether or not we would continue with the show or if it's a good representation of a show, depending on whether or not it's a new pilot or like an old pilot that we're revisiting. Or uh, it'll be just like a whole TV season. Um, this week we're doing True Detective season one. So we're going to be covering that. And then a couple weeks after that, we're going to be talking about How I Met Your Mother, which will have aired its series finale. Um, so that's the sort of thing that we do over there. If you're on Twitter, you're going to want to follow at MindRobberPod because that's when you'll know the second a new episode hits because that's where we'll post it. Um, if you're not subscribed to us for some reason, uh, but you should be because don't be a jerk. Um, 
then there's our uh, personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli and uh, Cassandra. It's dark, dark hearted Rose. Yes. Dark hearted Rose. Yes. At dark hearted Rose. I couldn't remember if it was past some sort of past tense or not. Okay. Um, Cassandra's <laughs> at dark hearted Rose. Uh, or you, follow at Mind Rubber Pod, and I'm sure to at reply her into the episode announcement. So uh, then you can just follow her that way. That's convenient, right? Yeah. I could just be like anonymous, like on the internet, like just like I just keep showing up, and no one knows how to contact me at all. And they're just like, "Who is this girl? Like, what? What? <laughs> what is?" <laughs> I just have like no internet presence whatsoever, and I just like magically appear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know you better than to know that you have no internet presence. Oh, oh, gosh. No, you follow my Tumblr, which I don't let people follow my Tumblr that I know in real life. So Scott is, like, super privileged yeah. because he knows why. Yep. But <laughs> uh, If you like the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. We haven't gotten one in a while. And now that we're in sort of a new era for the show, it would be really great uh, if you uh, let everyone know that um, it's still good without a regular co-host. Um, and then, uh, most importantly, uh, you're our street team. So get out there and tell everyone about us. If you're part of any like doctor who fan sites or, or fan groups or whatever, tell them that you're listening to the show and that they should be listening to, uh, get on your Facebook, get on your Twitter, let people know that we exist. And, uh, Cassandra, thank you. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk to you in uh, in two weeks for uh, the Seeds of Doom. Uh, and I will talk to you guys next week with Paul McGann and the 8th Doctor Adventures Series 1 with Paul McGann. Bye. Bye.